This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast, where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life moment, event, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today, we're making a playlist for driving around on a Friday night in 2000 with two special guests, Doug Mand and Dan Greger. Hey! Hello! (laughs) Yes, you get two! Um, Yes, they are uh, great writers and directors, Mm -hmm. producers, actors, all that shit. Yep. And we we're in a sketch group shit. with me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Most importantly, we were in a sketch group exactly. with Eliza. Hammercats. Yes. Yeah. With um, a K-A-T-Z, it was a Jewish cat. Oh, I thought it, I thought that just made it like a, like, a, like a cool cat, you know. Do you think Jewish cats are cooler? Well, I guess they are if they use we Zs did. and Ks. Yeah. Zs and Ks gra- are much cooler than Cs and Ss. I know my grandmother surely, surely thinks that uh, Jewish cats are cooler. <laughs> <laughs> You say that like she's got a hip-hop group. Uh, yeah, she does. <laughs> Is it called uh, Jewish Cats Are Cooler? The Boobies. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man, I love their stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. It's it's a little heavy on the, the cheek pinching, but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. I'm done with this Dance one. even. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, people know you from, uh, you wrote on how I met your... Crazy ex-girlfriend. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Crazy ex-girlfriend. That's mm-hmm. the one. Uh, and then in the middle, we did we did a little show called The Comedians, which oh did, yeah, uh, Billy Crystal and Josh Gad. Yes, yeah. not necessarily the high point, but <laughs> but it was a fun time. And uh, why did you guys choose um, driving around on Friday night in two thousand for the theme of your playlist? Well, uh, our personal We yeah. have uh, we have a, a a feature film coming out called Most Likely to Murder. A movie, yeah. A movie, a uh, feature. All the all the length of a feature film, and uh, it's a uh, kind of a a coming home for the holidays murder mystery. Um, and uh, it's basically about this guy who goes back to his hometown, uh, and he was like the shit in high school in like the 2000s early 2000s and um and he finds that no one gives a shit about it anymore but he's sort of obsessed with like holding on to his conception of himself from back then and uh and so a big part of the movie is this very literal desire to like hold on to the nostalgia from your from your youth um in your high school days especially um and so uh there and there is actually literally a scene in the movie where he's driving around with uh Adam Pally plays the lead of the movie. He's driving around with uh, Doug's character, uh, Dwayne, and um, and they're just sort of like, you know, shooting the shit and like, uh, you know, rocking around the suburbs like they used to. Mm-hmm. Ben yeah. Folds was on my playlist for some time, but I took him <laughs> off. Um, Spoiler. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. something that you guys did in high school? Uh, 
drove drove around and listened to music. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. definitely a big part of. I mean, big part of my high school. As soon as I could get a license, uh, was driving and and smoking cigarettes and or cloves and uh, and listening to music and. So you're saying you had. Uh, stereos in your car. Yes. Because oh. I had a hand-held hand no boom way, really? box that I had in my car. You didn't car. have like a tape deck? No. I had it just, I just had is... like a dial radio, and so I had a That's, tape deck oh, boom oh, box that I'd be what like, car did you go. have? What? What car did you have? You have a Tonka my, truck? What, what? I had my grandmother's uh, Datsun station wagon. What year? But the, but when it was did like they, from the 70s. Do they not wow. put radios in cars? No, it was not, they didn't have a radio. They didn't have a tape deck. There's nothing Yeah. My friend had, he drove around in his like 70s LeBaron and and he had an eight track player and so we would like get eight tracks for him and like drive it was amazing actually amazing. it was fucking great um, did they did, and I'm and sure they that's huge worked? in Silver Lake right now too. oh yeah, yeah it has to be I yeah. paid 80,000 for this yeah. yeah yeah. it did work I mean they would they were falling apart they would start to like warble and and be you know shitty but the, you know the eight tracks no, were they built were to last yeah <laughs> I've we had a, a a stereo from the thrift store that had an eight track player and so I like went and got a bunch of eight tracks and every single one as soon as I was like oh you can switch from track to track it'd be like next track and then it would just be like Bleh. yeah yeah they were garbage <laughs> like, oh. and that's done yeah <laughs> yep, yep exactly they were very good the sound of a of a machine eating tape or an eight track is so demoralizing it's just like, <laughs> well that's the end of that yeah I remember that with VHS tapes of just like, like no, 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 no 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 and like trying to save it bring it out <laughs> Out and be you like try to respool it yourself. Re-spo- yeah, always. Ne- ne- a, no like one has ever said. I don't think anyone has ever successfully respooled. I'm convinced. I've got. I like remember getting like like getting just even just a little more life out of something. It never like worked right, but I remember like I, I could stick it in here or something. Yeah, and I was like That's proud what, of myself. No, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am speaking <laughs> specifically. Sure, okay, I am speaking specifically of a porno that I rocked till the wheels fell off. <laughs> and like, and then I was like, no, it can't, it can't be done. Aww. And then it got caught in my VHS player. And then my dad took the VHS player for me to a, a repair shop. And he's like, my son did it. And they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he kept that secret for like 10 years. Um, for me. Oh, that's very sweet. Aww. It was really, really sweet. And I really appreciated it. Oh man. And he understood. On the reverse <laughs> of that, I, uh, I somehow convinced, um, <laughs> My high school English class to like uh, we were reading uh, tale or no uh, uh, Chaim Potok Chaim Potok's uh, the the one of them I forget which one but uh, there was we don't know either there's yeah, a Sim- there's a Simpsons episode own. about Krusty um, basically like it was a spoof of this uh, Potok book and. Um, the Potok book that neither of yeah. us know what it is. Well, if you guys went to a decent high school, then maybe you would have read wow. something in wow. high school. Ooh, I uh, went to an alternative education system high school. I did. I went to a great high school. Well, yeah, I, my, I don't know what to tell you guys. Potok's uh, in the canon? Yeah, he's one of uh, one of the, the great authors of, uh, of our time. Um, <sighs> so much judge. <laughs> um, anyway, point being, um, uh, there was a... There was a Simpsons episode. There was a spoof of it. I convinced my English teacher to um, to uh, let us watch the Simpsons episode if like I could bring in the VHS. And so like it came on one afternoon, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is it! This is it!" And I just grabbed the first VHS I could find, and I stuck it into the VCR, and I just recorded. And I uh, I then um, took this VHS the next day to school, uh, rewound all the way to the beginning of the tape. Um, put it in and uh my teacher was like okay let's watch let's watch this simpsons episode and um 
the first thing that comes up is uh, porno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had stolen one of my dad's porno tapes and had wow. taped over it uh, somewhere in the middle. And uh, yeah, so I wish the tape player ate that porno. <laughs> yeah, I bet the tape player did too, right? Yeah. yeah. Fucking, you know yeah. how tape players want to eat that porno. <laughs> mm. That's why they want you to rewind. Yeah. It's better at Be kind. Ooh. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it from behind. Uh, okay, all right. Um, let's get into this playlist. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. I bring it up. So, um, for the playlist, we each got to choose a few songs, and I think I started with one of mine because this is happening in 2000. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I had to put the ultimate 2000 tribute song on here. All oh, right. Boy. Um, oh, Millennium by Robbie Williams. Good oh. for you. Oh, I'm Good be... for you. Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. Ooh. I believe released in 99. That's about right. It it's made its way to 2000 for sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. I went through a real weird Robbie Williams phase. This all, all of my picks for this, this was like in the thick of me being like a punk rock hardcore kid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But all of my picks for this were <laughs> all my exceptions to the role. They're like, I don't know why I'm just really into Robbie Williams now. Uh, what? This was a terrible I saw him live music. twice. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. This is something I would like to would talk, talk about because it's my list too. It's like, this is your punk rock phase. And you're like, I don't know why. To me, I'm saying this was your Robbie Williams phase. And you were like, I like punk too. Well, well but you, you had like, the, you, the world had to know that you liked punk. Right. But your, really, your personality was uh, trying to become punk. But the music, music I would say so my personality shame. already was. This was me moving out of it. Right. You know, okay. this is the era where I was like, it's okay oh, to be maybe me. maybe I kind of like this stuff on the radio. Maybe yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, maybe yeah. there's so, a reason these pop geniuses are making millions. Exactly. So people would be like, oh, yeah, like you're going to let, you're going to have cool music to play. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, but do you know this, uh, this Billy Piper? Exactly. <laughs> she, she, uh, she does some cool songs also. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and his bravado and, uh, he was very attractive. Well, he was also, bullshit. he also right? was kind of thing? seemed smarter. And a little more in on the joke, a little very bit. Very in on the joke and very arrogant. Like, this yeah. album is called The Ego Has Landed. Yeah, I remember this. Um, and I just kind of loved that. Because I felt like we were, this was also I remember, coming out of a lot of I, pop stars being like, I just, you know what, I'm just, I feel lucky. Yeah. I don't know how this happened to me. It just yeah. happened. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it happened because I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm hot and I'm drunk and look at this body. Yeah, and I'm like, that seems like what a rock star yeah. is supposed to be. Yep, totally. I feel like this was the company line, though, on Robbie Williams was like, he's not like the average pop star. Yeah. He's really pretty cool. Because I remember... We're just totally eating totally up with the PR. Yeah, yeah. No, it's he was all Like, Because I remember multiple people trying to shove that down my throat, too. I was like, hey, he's just a pop star. No, Baby Spice was like the baby one. Right. She really and was a baby. Sporty Spice you know, was the sporty right, one. Exactly. She sucked, baby Spice sucked her thumb. Yeah. <laughs> she committed that. Sporty Spice played varsity soccer. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all it's all fake. It's all persona. But this was the persona that I was like, this one seems fun. Right, right, right. This one's it's having fun it's, with a persona. I wanted to say broadly, I think I'm, I, as I was like going through all of the songs on my list, like I had one of those little stories about each of them. And I was like, but this is what was going on. And I'm only now like realizing like how all of it is like, bullshit like i didn't i didn't know any of these things these were just like the weird pr storylines that all of these things got put out on so Mm -hmm. anyway not for me my stories are all just like this is how i felt during the time (laughs) and this is not pr bullshit fair enough yeah i mean mostly this reminded me of like this is one one of the few cds that i owned yeah and playing it a lot in like one of my first not living with my parents homes 
and that's you know, very nice it's yeah amazing memory <laughs> i also you. love that you're like no i'm, I'm, I'm finally because... free and now i can listen to the things i've really let's turn like, this robin williams, williams up well but i also every time i've moved i've i don't feel like i've i don't remember the moves in my life that were upgrades right i remember the moves they're like okay i got it i'm here i have an apartment i have a mattress on the floor and i get to buy this one thing this is my and for this of era success. i think the robbie williams cd was one of the one things um it. when i moved to la the one things were like um i went to the iliad and bought a collection of Far Side cartoons and a collection of Bloom County cartoons. <laughs> That's great. Comics. That's great. So you um, haven't and changed I was like, this much. Is who... No, not at <laughs> no, all. No. I'm completely arrested <laughs> developmentally. Gary <laughs> Larson Your gets child me. friend yeah. who uh, <laughs> used to be your adult friend. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, that's 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 my first choice. I love that's it. lovely. I like Thank that one a lot. Um, and Great. The next one goes. Next to one's you. me. Okay. I don't know the order. Um, uh, I'll present it. Then. Once it plays, I'll know what it is. All right. Well, let's just play it then. Wow. This look at a, you. You'll know a, what it is when it plays. A Dan Greger choice. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can talk. Oh, I can talk over it. Yeah. Great. Well, this is obviously Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Um, and it came out, I think, in maybe '98. Uh, Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty, yeah. Uh, and this was like, um, this was sort of when they, I mean, they were always super commercial, but like they had like taken a little step away and they, and I don't think they'd had an album for a little while. And, uh, and I remember like I was, I was so obsessed with, with the Beastie Boys in, in a way that was too, like too personal because I was like a, a Jew boy from New York. Mm-hmm. And so like they were the one thing to look towards where it's like we're cool too (laughs) um and and they were like they were tough i mean and they weren't but like in they Mm -hmm. were the right kind of tough where i was like that's an attainable level of tough were they tough just because they were rapping because nothing else about the and they uh, were adidas like because like nothing about they were they were bad they were bad boys they were the bad boys i mean they're bad boys yeah yeah bad boys doug yeah no they went to the party i was a bad boy yeah you yeah you were you wanted to be a real bad boy right exactly that's what it was where i was like i was like that and and they were so they were very like very very aspirational they were jewish sex symbols for young Jewish men. Absolutely, that's exactly it. And they, I mean, not only, and they went to, like, one of them. I think even went to a yeshiva that I had friends that went oh. to. <laughs> so it was um, basically saying you could be cool too. That's that's because really they were what accepted. Yes, by as, at Def Jam, they were everywhere. accepted in black yeah, culture. Exactly. And, so and was, they were, and they were, especially at the time, they were really good. They were like, yeah, they, they were great. And so, like, I man, this but this, this had, like a whole new sound. I feel like for them, this was like this was this was again this like Y two K era sort of like oh future sound. I know, yeah. yes, all exactly. Future-y. You remember they had the music video for this was like a jumps. Godzilla uh, fight, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and it was uh, it was just fucking great. It I loved fun. it. Their videos were <laughs> their videos were always really fun. But I uh, I just remember how this was sort of a a. The pinnacle of my almost my like my 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 uh, adolescence because the Beastie Boys were so important to me like from twelve to fifteen mm-hmm. like pu- they were my puberty band. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a man now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Shut up, mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sorry. Can I go to my room? <laughs> right, exactly. I'm gonna be quiet in my room. I need a lock on my door. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and like they were, uh, but this album came out like right as I was like, not that I was like an adult, but I was like, I was basically like a, I think a senior in high school, maybe a, maybe a junior, but either way it was, it was sort of like 
I was leaving the the early you teen. You could drive, years. so you could. I could drive. Like I you know like I wasn't like as like handicapped as a as a as a as a feeling like a man in a boy's body. Mm. Um, yes. And so this this really was like definitely an important bit of uh, of high school aggro. Independence. Yes, mm. independence. This was your, your independence exactly. anthem. Yeah, 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 it was a big one. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Doug. All right, I I, I, I as well don't know the. Okay. Oh yes, this is uh, this is Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson. Miss. This is Miss Jackson. You know old Miss Jackson. This is Miss Jackson. I outcast. This is a cool car ride already. It's it. First of all, it all goes downhill from here on all my songs. <laughs> uh, but this was uh, one of the coolest groups I listened to at this time, and genuinely liked. It was pretending to like. Uh, it blew my mind. And I was in a band, and my band covered this song, and we all switched instruments. And I'm a drummer, and I rapped this song. Uh, and I'm really, as I say that, my dick is crawling inside my body because I'm so embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> but Doug got laid so that can night. You, can uh, you rap that at, right now? It's a, I also remember having to print it off the internet. That's the beginning of oh, like... that must have taken some forever. <laughs> it, it, it took 28 minutes to print. Uh, I had to go to eight AOL chat rooms to find it. And mostly just talk to older men who wanted to see yeah. my pictures of my wings. Said that they were young girls. Um, it's it's a very hard song to rap. I could at a certain point. I don't know if I can now. I, I remember parts of it. All right, I won't but put you on the spot. It's um, it's just amazing. I mean, like Outcast. This is the last album that Outcast did to basically together because then they did this, uh, the Love Below and what's it called? The one where it was the two two albums. Now, Andre Three Thousand basically stopped rapping after this album, um, and he is, in my opinion, the top three MC of all time. So. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he stopped rapping. He, he did. He, I mean, he's been, he's been, he's done guest verses on yeah. other things, and then he did the okay. Idlewild. But like, he will he's not. He's not releasing his he, own stuff. He's not releasing his own stuff, and he wouldn't rap with really Outcast again. He like did some features on it. It's and it's uh, part of the lore that is him because he's really like mm. one of the great, I think, artists. Is like really oh, yeah. one of the true artists that I actually liked. Um, that was like ahead. Of, like you'll you'll see later. Who holds up? Who actually holds up? My right. other picks will not hold up. Yeah. Um, there's just something so undeniably cool about Outcast that it's just like yeah. yeah, and you just felt cool doing it. And you did, and I didn't feel like a poser listening to Outcast because it's just like they were just, I just love them. Yeah, love them. Um, and it, this was, I guess, the first thing that really crossed over into the mainstream for them. Yeah. Well, they had. Uh, I don't want to get too nerdy on this, but get this nerdy. was their big. This was their biggest hit for sure. Um, uh, Until Bombs Over Baghdad came out and it did mm. pretty well, and then before that, Rosa Parks had come out off of Quemini. But this was this blew the doors open. This like like, and then the next album, which was the double album, went was where Hey Ya was, mm-hmm. and uh, the way you move, and like then they just beca- they, they sold like 14 million records of their next record. But yeah. this was the this lit the fuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pop gem. It truly is. It is. Um, all right. Um, mine, my next one, I'm just, I feel like we got, uh, it's a long playlist, so I'm trying to rock through them. That's okay. Through. No, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, right. yeah. No, no. Okay. Um, my next one is Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. Oh, wait a minute. You're, what? It's what? not a virtual it's insanity. not virtual insanity. No, it's from the Godzilla soundtrack. Excuse me. <laughs> the Matthew Broderick vehicle? Yes. Oh. The one where P. Diddy does come with me for the, with, the Zeppelin? With Robert Plant? Mm, mm-hmm. With Ka- Kashmir? Oh. Kashmir. <laughs> I... Oh, God. 
<laughs> How did God. you discover this song? Because this was not a single. Okay. Yeah, but like, let's really talk about where you are in your life with this. I is... told you, I am trying shit out. But are you, but are you trying movie soundtracks Wait. out? Because no one liked this. Yeah, movie this movie either. sucked. <laughs> Everyone hated the P. It Diddy wasn't like Cashmere. Uh, yeah, like I mean, it was a, that was an embarrassing song, like instantly. Okay, so what happened was we, no, I got to hear more happened? of this. I do need to hear this yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let it. Let's let it. Okay. Because I have no idea where this is going. Crank it. Crank it. Oh, it's about to get real good. Crank it right here. Ready? God. Yeah! Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh. I feel like I taste soap. <laughs> Not me. I gotta move. Yeah. This makes me want to dance on a... On a See? Uh, uh, um, on the moon, baby. So, uh... uh oh. Yeah. This music is so nothing. So bad. And man, this really I, brings me back to the, the... It was big in London, as was, it was Robbie Williams. Williams. Leave that um, to your um, So there I is yeah, your Anglophile. Here's, here's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. So there's that. But also... <laughs> Did you hear it in okay. England? Wait, is it... No, that's the thing. Were it, you living in England? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. I just mean I liked fried fish. No. Well, a, well, a little bit of this year I was living in England, but... Um, I heard that. I had a friend. So my high school boyfriend asked me to go to a concert with a friend of his in the college that he was going to, that we were both in New York. And he was like, there's this guy staying with his family had moved to New Jersey. And he was like, there's this guy staying with my family. He wants to go see Jamiroquai. He has an extra ticket. I don't want to go. Will you go? It's a free ticket. You don't have any money. And I was like, mm. yeah, okay. <laughs> so I went to this Jamiroquai show. And again, this one, I'm, I was like, did he, have punk a, kid. did he have a stage that mirrored the, no. the, the virtual insanity stage? No, just regular. That's a bummer. They didn't have the money I for that. <laughs> lost my mind for Jamiroquai. Wow. Went through a hardcore Jamiroquai phase. They turned Whoa. you on watching they them live, like won you over. Me. Wow. Yes. All right. You know, okay. they're much more and of a live this, band. They, and this song, he was like, this song is really big in the UK. You guys don't he know told, it. Oh, yep. talking about PR. Wow. He told you yeah, it was big. So you don't even know. I didn't even you, know. No, but when he was in the UK, line. he would say, this song is really big <laughs> in the States. <laughs> no, but there were was English people in the crowd. Yeah. No. Was he? I didn't even know that. I thought he was from Philly. No. And there were English people in the crowd who were like, that is true. And they were like excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this song especially, I I remember oh. hearing this song at the show and being like, "That's it. I love Jamiroquai he... now." <laughs> I'm a Jamiroquai head. I'm a quiet head. Yep. I'm a quiet. Yep. Wear the hat everywhere. I'm a mm-hmm. uh, oh, God. boy, that's a. Ugh. I think I put this on a ton of mixes just to like turn people onto them. Yeah, and also and like you guys think you know what Jamiroquai is? You don't even know. Don't know. It's this so is much really cooler. big in the UK. <laughs> A virtual Insanity is a much better song than that. <laughs> hey, look, this is not... Um, I, I agreed with myself early on with this playlist. I'm not showing how cool I am No, with this. no, no. I, I'm no, showing yeah, what yeah, a yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I appreciate no. all of this. I'm not... Dork. I, no, it's gonna I want get, you to know... Yeah, it's going to get very real on my so. <laughs> I appreciate it, and I'm judging you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's our whole friendship. That's what yeah, it is yeah. being friends with Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. Um, um, turns out that was a setup date, and I didn't realize that. And Afterwards, I was like, bye! fun thanks thanks Left. for turning me on to the passion of my life yeah and uh and my my high school ex uh called me and was like what the fuck man you didn't even hang out with them afterwards and i was like what what was this a weird pimp dude take you to jamiroquai you don't even give him a smoochie bought yeah. you tickets to jaquai i didn't ask for him you are virtually insane for doing that <laughs> it's Whoa. crazy you should be on a treadmill going nowhere that's what your relationship is that you like. think i dated in high school i don't know <laughs> oh. uh, i can only do two characters <laughs> uh, which one is in your movie 
that guy. <laughs> but uh, you'll have to buy it to find out how weird I got. May 1st on video on demand. Ooh. Exciting. Dropping. Um, Gregor, your, your choice is next. Great. Hit me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Oh boy! Uh, so, so this is actually uh, this is um, I mean it's I'm gonna let it play just a little bit because the lead the lead-ins are are sometimes long, but uh, this is Weezer's uh, Across the Sea, um, which uh, we, man, all right. So this was a, also a big like bone of my personality in high school. You know how like music is like at this skeleton? age is like yeah the things that you're like. That's how I'm defined, mm-hmm. uh, and like, and so this is off of uh, Pinkerton. Oh, you got to play a little more. I got to listen to more of it. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Now tell the story with this yeah. in the background. It's so much better with the soundtrack. Now we can't enjoy either the story or the song. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is uh, Crossy, and it's uh, well, it's about uh, uh, his his uh, love, his pen pal relationship with a Japanese fan, uh, Rivers Cuomo. A teenage girl. It's actually like a super kind of upsetting bit of lyrics, but like he, he, the lyrics, which theoretically are true, are that he like started this sort of pen pal relationship with this Japanese high school girl that like he fell in love with, um, but nothing happened. Um, but I, but that in in the thing is in high school. When you're in high school and you're listening to it, there's really it's not it doesn't register as creepy to be in love with another high school girl. Oh yeah, it, it, there's so much stuff that I was like very down with when I was a kid. Right. Now I'm like, no, don't watch yeah. that teen girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember when I was like like ten, like a kid, there was that um, there was a video for Rock the Cradle of Love. Oh. Yeah, I watched it yeah. recently. I remembered yes. it as a woman in her like twenties or thirties going to a man's too. house it's and being like, upsetting. "I need to, I need to use your whatever." Um, and then I watched it again. I'm like, no, no, it's a teenage girl. Yeah, and this There's is a grown so man music who's openly. like, "No, thank." Like, oh gosh, what do I do? I'm so attracted to this girl being sexy. It's oh, so. There's terrible. so much music openly about high school girls. It's oh yeah, horrifying. Young girl, get out of my yeah. uh, heart. My love for you was wrong from the start. Better run, girl. Mm. Um, you know, Sweet Caroline is about uh, oh. Caroline Kennedy. How old was she at this 12. time? Twelve. Oh! <laughs> On the oh, cover I love of Life because magazine. Because I hate that fucking song. Oh, yeah. you just made it bad. Yep. Oh, it was already bad. Oh, I fucking it is bad. Love that. <laughs> oh, boy. That's you, Boston. That's you. <laughs> that is so perfect. Hate that fucking song. <laughs> hate how much people from Boston like it. Love that it has a creepy meaning oh, to my yeah. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry yeah. if I'm yeah. alienating. But. So uh, that aside, <laughs> <laughs> it was so important to my personality because this is off of Pinkerton as opposed to their second album as opposed to the Blue album, which was like their big hit album. Mm-hmm. And so like this was like the album that which is better. And there was a big. Right? I would I would still argue, and this is Pinkerton, my this yeah. is the point that yes, that the Pinkerton is a better but less heralded album than their first album, and like somehow that bit of you know iconoclastic opinion was like a big part of like people mm-hmm. define their personalities on yes. if they you were exactly. it a lot. I, li- I actually yeah, exactly. I like Pinkerton and I, I think it's like, rivers at its rawest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not being like, held back by Geffen. It was sort of like the uh the like the foundation of the emo movement. Mm-hmm. Uh and Listen which, to you. you know <laughs> Damn motherfucker, did you go to Weezer University? I went to <laughs> Yeah. Um and um, anyway, but it was it was definitely this whole album, uh, and this is probably my favorite song off the album. But like this whole album was was I think the first time that I because I I'd, I'd mostly been into like 
like grunge mm-hmm. and like r- like oh like pop- america was yeah exactly yeah. and so like it's this- weird i like what was popular at the time <laughs> yeah yeah no no but it but it was this was the first sort of thing where i was like oh like even though this is barely any maybe different, I'm an it made boy. you feel like an individual but it made me feel like i had like the, the emotions were so much more like on its sleeve it was like emotional uh it was a lot more lyric driven definitely there's stories going on in the songs and like a lot more personalities yeah. and so like it was it just uh, was really broke open a lot of my ability to feel. So what was your, what kind of kid were you in, in high school? Um, I was, um, I was the, the, I was in the group of kids who were like, we're the, we're the, the funny kids who are not cool, but not picked on. Uh, And by like, by senior year, that's, that's what I was, but I, I was like a new kid. I didn't know a single person when I started freshman year. So like I was, I was, you know, eating lunch in the bathrooms alone every day. I was getting picked on. Um, You know, it took, it took me and my first group of friends in high school. So sad. My first group of friends in high school were like, just, um, we're basically like all of the toilets. Yeah, exactly. They're my best friends. I'd hug them. They were like, googly eyes on them. You're always here for me. What's that? Hello. You're clogged? (laughs) You're hungry? Yeah. I can take care of that. Eat, my friend. Toilets are hungry for poop. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, whatever. That's much better than who my real friends were. No. No. I've met some of them. They're not all toilets. No, no. You've met my my, like nerdy Jewish friends. My friends before that were like all the kids that I like played basketball with at the Y. They were like, I was friends with like only the minority kids who were like, uh-huh. who were much poorer, much like, you know, tougher, frankly, they were getting into fights all the time. And I barely, I really didn't fit in there, but I, but I was pretty good at basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was like the one place where it was like, I can, I can show up here and like, I'll have friends based on literally the ability to like keep up with them on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I stopped growing in ninth grade and, oh, uh, and my basketball skills Mm-hmm. And uh, I quickly realized I'm gonna need to gonna mm. need to find another value that I have. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I will say the Pinkerton is one of the albums I can still listen to all the way through. And 100%. when I do, I'm always happy I do. Yeah, like it's it, it is it is stood the test of time. Where a lot of the music when you'll hear like yeah. I hear now, and I'm just like, oh, I was way off. I still it's when when Weezer comes on when this album or something Even from the, the Blue, Blue album comes most on. Most of the Blue at, album like, is all listen through. Oh yeah, too. also fantastic. When it comes on at like a wedding or an event, I lose my mind still. Yeah. Like completely. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the it's best part of the night. It's yeah. still the best thing. Yeah. Uh, Doug, you want to hear your next one? I would love to hear my next one. <laughs> Speaking of not holding up. This is the this is the epitome of not holding up. So this is this is Californication, which is combining the word California and fornication. Oh, man. So just think about that for a second. Whoa, let my that, mind is blown. Let, let, yeah, or fucked, you know, your mind is fucked. The way Anthony Kiedis just like kind of... Oh. What would the Red Hot Chili Peppers have done with if had they had never been in California? Had uh, never been in California or shot Ned dope. cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's John Daly's song that he made, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was, but... The Chili Peppers, I remember thinking they were really cool. They were cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I wasn't out on a limb here. And then Californication came out, and it fucking blew my mind. And I remember reading about them making it. And they're like, we just rented a house, and it was just like it was just like. And Chad Smith, the drummer, and I was a drummer, and it was just like we would just jam out, and like you know, it was someone would come in with a riff, and we just play it. And then Anthony had his book of lyrics, and which is really now which just like a bag of dog shit. <laughs> But like, but also, I mean, that's a, it's funny because I feel like this was the album in from my perspective, where like they stopped being cool, 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is, I remember mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. like seeing videos from this album and being like, Dads? Well, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had a Are different experience. Yeah. I remember I, I, this was a, another Rick Rubin album, and it had like five hit songs. No, no, it was a big. Yeah, al- it was a big maybe, maybe got too popular, but I maybe that's it's, what it, was. it spoke also, to me in Californication. I remember just like really fucking grooving in my. I don't know. I don't know. A better way to, it. to say it's this is uh, now as an as an old out of shape person. Like I have no way place to judge this from but like they were always so shirtless yeah that, like oh i God. think this was the album where they stopped being no, like he never stopped anthony kiedis never stopped I, i'm telling I, you I, I just saw i just saw him in concert uh at a festival and it, yes he is in good shape like or with air quotes but like he's, he's not attractive anymore yeah no, it's no, no, a, it's, i it's, know it's i'm not saying it's an iggy, okay. pop. It's an iggy yeah, yeah. pop path yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. Oh, for sure yeah, yeah. It's, but it's still a right. freak of nature no, no, it's, sure. i mean impressive from his yoga and i went to this tour i saw so i saw this tour oh it's a dad yoga yeah. body uh, yeah yeah and he'd wear those high top pumas and like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole the and you could tell he lived yeah. in a van and it was totally cool. totally lived in a totally lived in a van totally californicated everywhere yeah you'd trade tapes with you oh my god yeah. they made a tv show off of that name oh yeah and, and then show lasted that show was on forever and that was equal, an equally embarrassing but, show and, and i would i would venture to say that and that that show made more use of that name than the song does that's accurate now i don't mean to trash the song I'm no, not, no, that's no, no please trash that, what i mean chili peppers are a group to me that don't <laughs> that i listen to now and i'm like oh what the hell were they saying but i did love them and i'm not going to pretend that i didn't love them yeah um and they didn't have a big place in my heart my band like, played uh, under the bridge yeah. Oh, oh well, that's, a great, all, song. Under, that's under, a great song. Under the bridge is, is, is holds is, up. It's great. Is a, is a song that does I, hold up. But it's I will say, like, I, I, so I just saw them recently, and and at Gelson's or. Because <laughs> 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 uh, you do uh, see Flea sometimes. Oh, Flea, around. Flea's always sure. uh, and by the the Silver Lake uh, Coffee Junction. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's petting dogs. He's yeah. hundred and two. <laughs> I know. I know. He's still shaking <laughs> sock everywhere. That's his sunlight age. Yeah. Uh, I saw him at uh, at Austin City Limits, and so it was like Chance the Rapper was the second to last, and then they were the last. They the headlined. They were the he- they were the closer. Whoa. And that is a weird show. And, 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 very weird. <laughs> and it was such a. I mean, and Chance the Rapper was so good, and and so of this moment, I know, exactly. he's in the right age yeah. where yes. it's not put. It's it's really I know. A, I know. perfect. Yeah. And it was like so wild to walk over from him to the Chili Peppers because their shit, uh, other than a couple things that are. That do perfect, that are really perfect classic songs. Mm-hmm. The, so much of their like funk rap, and, and there's lot, so, and much, so much, so much, so many of his lyrics. Like when he hits it, "Under the Bridge" are beautiful lyrics. Like, yeah, but yeah. It's mostly, but it's like nonsense, nonsense. words. It's mostly nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and, and it sounds like nonsense. Yeah, it just and there's a, a lot, times. and there's a lot of there's a lot of rap. Bad, Ooh, really? bad, bad rap. Does it count as rap? I guess it does. Well, I don't know. I, I, don't I mean, know. it's like that's why talking. Yeah, there's sure. less rap in the Californication, which is yes, why I, that's I always true. thought it was cooler. Because yes. like, I, that's why I don't it like was... about Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it's so much. There's a lot that's more really rapidity, rap. Yeah, yeah. It's barely better than like the one or two times Paul McCartney has tried to rap. But not as good as Debbie Harry. Every I truly I can listen to that that her rapping over and over because it's the funniest thing. It's I've so ever weird. Heard. It's so like oh I saw something I'm oh, gonna try yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Guys listen, the girls and I saw this. <laughs> oh god! Um, but she's she's still very cool. Uh, so what kind of kid were you in high school? This is a, this is a, a tough question because I can't come up, like 
I'm going to come across sounding like an asshole, probably. Oh, you I, were the I, cool kid in school. I, I was popular, and I do th- also think I was nice. Like, I honestly don't, like, I, I like I was a pretty sensitive kid, and I had friends, and but I was popular. But I, I'm sure there I buy are, both of those things. I, I'm sure there are people who are like, that kid was an asshole to me, and I'm, or, or dismissive, well, but. Were you who? Well, I don't know. Who do you think? I don't know. Just I don't give know. Me a name. See, I think that there are, I think a lot of high, uh, popular kids weren't a- assholes. I think a lot of the, like, nerds. Were assholes. That's well, true. Were like, and I also were projecting. And, and yeah, I also, I like, also remember yeah. always. I went to a smaller school, and I was always remembered feeling stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I went to a really smart school, and I was remember like wanting the nerdy kids actually to, to think that I was intellectual. You know what I mean? Like, so I, it was a it was a weird kind of high school situation. But um, I had friends, and I was in a band, and my my high school years were generally pretty happy for the most part aside from uh, my parents marriage imploding and coming back together and imploding again but uh, i would deal with that later um uh, and by dealing with it i mean not um so i i had a good a, a good high school experience and i had like a pretty actually diverse group of friends uh it was a good upbringing and i got to i was in a band i was in a band the whole time we and we almost didn't go to college because we were like and everyone in my band except for me got into an ivy league school again the inferiority <laughs> complex but mm-hmm. doug is the only band member who didn't get a tramp stamp of the band logo that's true that was so smart yeah Why everyone in, everyone in my band has a bigfoot tattoo on their back we all went together to get it at eight, what was the eight, name of your band bigfoot okay uh-huh. all right i did i thought maybe it was yeti yeah know, no no it was bigfoot um sasquatch no it was bigfoot okay. bigfoot uh, and um uh and we went in to get it and everyone this was before and tramp it, stamps this is a were, tattoo of a large foot it's is what's like the it. hang 10 symbol basically it's like yeah, the toes cool. the it's like you know the uh not the hang 10 fingers it's like okay. There was a company called Hang Ten. It's like it looks like a, it's a footprint. It's, like a, a, footprint. Fo- it's, it's okay, a footprint it's a with two. Okay. Yeah, it's a footprint with like two. I didn't two know half. if you meant again a Sasquatch. No, no, I got you. It, it's, a, it's a footprint. Okay. Um, and everyone in the band got it a tramp stamp. This was before tramp stamp was a term, mm-hmm. and they all just like there. And I was the last one to go, and I was like, yeah, I don't want it there. And I just had it done on my like upper spine, mm-hmm. like on my back, and God. Damn, with my, I actually was the smartest kid in yeah, the, the you band are, exactly. because Fuck like I, I couldn't have lived. I I couldn't you, be friends with who were friends with as comedians. Like <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I had to, to go into hiding. Every every <laughs> sketch you were ever in would have would've, ended with that. <laughs> it would have been never. It been my whole SNL audition would just been like, <laughs> what about this guy? Uh, yep, so yeah. uh, I did make the right choice, and I, and to this day I'm not. Or did I'm you? Not, I'm not embarrassed by it. You'd be on SNL right now. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed by it. Like, and I think the other guys. Ad Brian, uh, yeah, Doug's Doug. tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a bunch of ear pier- ears pierced. Yes, a bunch I, of ears pierced. I had a bunch of pierces. Had four or five ears pierced. I it? had three pierces on my left ear and one on my right. Wow. Yeah. Do you let those heal up, or you still have the plugs? They in? still work. Well, this is part of the movie. Doug, Doug stuck the earring back in for the movie. I was oh, like, yeah? I was like, I probably need to get this re-pierced. And then I went to a place, and the guy was like, Yeah, that's still open. He's like, basically just put it in and it had been 10 years so when you guys were writing the movie was it earring contingent was this it was a facial hair contingent doug basically grew kind of a scott ian beard yeah i just grew a chin beard uh a full <laughs> chin beard that's a real beard that's real yeah you didn't know that that no, uh, was real i wasn't uh, sure so oh. hideous uh it's worth seeing it's it's if you don't want to eat for the next three hours, you should look at that and know it's real. Because I'll, I'll say this quickly: when you're in high school and um, you hit 
when you start to grow facial hair, it's so exciting. And the first thing that comes in usually is the chin beard. Mm -hmm. So there was a period of time around junior year where everyone... Or the skate rink mustache, right? You can sometimes get that, but it never comes in super thick. It's a a soft, wispy. It's a a soft, wispy. It's a soft, wispy. It's a kissable stash. It's very very kissable. (laughs) This is the kind of... This is the first thing that grows in thick, like where you can get get a burger lost in it. (laughs) And people would... And I just... You just are like, I'm just growing this motherfucker out. And you just... It just... Because you could do it. So junior year and senior year, there were just people who had just chin beards. And there, no one has ever looked better with just a chin beard. Maybe a couple <laughs> people look better with a goatee. But someone who just has a chin beard, no one has ever looked better. I, I'm confident in that saying... you were the best looking person with a chin beard. No, 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 no. no I, I didn't mean that. I'm, I'm sorry. I, better. I'm, I, <laughs> no one has no one's ever, ever looked, looked good. good. I, no, no, it's it looks No like one has it, ever been like, oh, lo- that's an improvement. It looks like a signifier of something I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It like, looks like a signifier like, of someone who's going like, to say something very dark after well, two beers. <laughs> But I mean, it looks like, oh no, in my religion, we have to grow yes. this circle oh, yeah, of yeah. hair right yeah. here. Yeah, it's a specific it's subset a, of It's of almost Amish. a punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being very into chin strap beards. Oh, boy. It's, chin strap is better. Before they became what yeah, they are. Chin strap is better. Because I was like, it defines better. the jaw. Yeah, yeah. And, that's what, and that's what they sold you on. Yeah, well, and also these were guys who couldn't connect right, other right. parts of yeah, beards yeah. and exactly. mustaches. So the chin strap was, that go. was an easy one. So anyway, <laughs> that was that was me in high school. Hmm. And I was a chronic premature ejaculate, <laughs> like to a, like like American Pie like well, level. But that's what you're supposed to be in high school. I, I, I don't I, I don't think it even counts not, as pre. Uh, well, it's just like high school. The, my level was un- insane. Sit on a lap, come, like that bad. I feel like it's, that's most high school. <laughs> well, no one else shared it with me. Well, yeah, they were probably being cool. <laughs> well, I was being very scared that I, <laughs> no one else was doing it. Yeah, in, in my experience, that's a lot of high school guys. Oh, also, um, I, I'm, I, I was like me in high school, so yeah. I was really <laughs> loud and mean. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, that makes them come super fast. Yeah. Nothing makes a guy come like, like a loud, loud and mean, mean girl. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe not that mean, but um, definitely too loud. Um, so my next one is from the original cast recording mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, yes. The Long Grift. Oh, I very big in the UK. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. You so this is, I think it's not on the movie soundtrack. Oh, this is. I've never wait, heard. Was this a musical before the movie? Yeah. yeah. It was oh, like a solo that. show, sort of, but it had a full band. Oh. And a this is Eddie characters. Izzard? No, um, John John Cameron Mitchell, but the same era. Um, this movie is spectacular, and then I saw the the new Broadway version with Andrew, Andrew Reynolds. Reynolds. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, there, it was written by John Cameron Mitchell, and he played it. It's an amazing. And that movie. Ca- that was in the Jane Street Theater, and oh that was, wow, yeah. And this, uh, and I I got to see that production, and I remember you saw the original production. Well, that the original production, not the original cast. Yeah. So someone, I think it was like a like an understudy in it or something, because it wasn't him. Um, probably somebody who's m- means something now, but at the time, mm. uh, eventually Ali Sheedy played the role. Oh, Isn't that that's interesting? very interesting. I love it. Um, but yeah, so for, for me, this era, is this is one of the big uh, tentpole mm-hmm. things yeah. um, this, of I mean, 2000. Re-listening to this soundtrack, like when I went to see the Broadway play, I was like, holy shit, every song is spectacular. They're all amazing. They're, they're really like standalone brilliant songs. I gotta and listen to this. I really, yeah, really, this really is, good. And this song is the one that he sings as Tommy Gnosis. Mm-hmm. So oh, um, he plays the other part. Uh, yeah. And it's supposed to be Tommy's big song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, a, a, 
heart sick sort of breakup rock song mm-hmm. that at that age I was like, oh yeah, man, yeah. spoke to you. Feeling. It's such mm-hmm. a weird. Uh, it's something uh, now that we're on Crazy X is a very interesting like place to be creatively where you're, where you're, you're not really, you're not exactly like writing a a fully kind of like whole cloth like song. You're writing. You're writing a song with the intent of it feeling like a certain thing for a story, mm-hmm. um, and like I feel like Hedwig was the first one where I was like, I, I don't know the genesis of Hedwig particularly, but like I felt like I was like, oh, he, I couldn't tell what what came first. It felt like the character and the world and the idea came first, and then he then he p- gave himself the challenge of writing basically an album of songs that like would be brilliant. And so like that's this crazy bar to set for yourself where it's like I'm I'm writing a story about a character who's brilliant. So now I have to write an album that's brilliant. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. I believe the music was actually by someone else. I think I, mean, I think you're right. But even still it's just like it's just, it's this crazy challenge to to call your shot like that and yeah. actually be able to achieve it and deliver on it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz the other stuff that um yeah, Stephen Trask is who mm-hmm. wrote the music for it. What is, um, is he from? He he was the music director and house band member at the New York Club Squeeze Box, where he performed with stars such as Debbie Harry uh, and Joey Ramone. Um, he received an Obie and a Grammy for Hedwig and the Angry Inch, um, and he got a Tony for the revival. Um, he composed the score for In Good Company. That's a movie. Yeah, and American Dreams. Okay. And uh, the 2009 film Cirque de Freak, The Vampire's Assistant. Oh, that's what I knew. I know. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. No, yeah, it looks like he's done a lot of scoring oh. since then. All right. Well, um, it's brilliant. Yeah, it really is. Like, there, I love so many of the songs from it. And I'll kind of go through different um, eras of, like, at different points in my life, I'll be like, yeah. well, clearly this is the best song in it. Yeah, it's Origin cool. of Love. What? About, how, yeah, why did I ever like funny. these? Like, I liked Wig in a Box. Oh, it, clearly it's Wig in a Box. It's also but like, at it, this era, it was it's, long um, it, it does feel like, I remember, it, it does feel like very time-stamped. It does feel of that time, but it hasn't, it's aged very well, too. Yeah. Which is always cool. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, was it a heartbreak song for you? Was it a song you would like listen to in, in like when you were pine, he, pining or feeling? Uh, yeah, but but without like cutting too deep. Mm-hmm. Like it it doesn't have those lyrics that you're like, oh wow, yes, this is exactly mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. Just like it's very this, surface like, sort of level attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it wasn't a, a strange era for glam. Mm. Was a little. It was a, It was in the the Death Valley of glam. I feel like it was. Was well, there anything else? Well, but I mean, there was this. There was Eddie Izzard, you mentioned. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. There uh-huh. was like a lot of that millennium sort of mm-hmm. Y2K, we're going to wear glitter. Oh, right. I guess I don't, I didn't, I was thinking it was earlier. Yeah. It's all around yeah. that. All around that. Um, it's a very fluid time. Yeah. Yes. Sexually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What Glitter, is gender? Glittery. It's over. Yeah. People it's still thought there was gender back in 2000. Yes. Oh. So that's the so weirdest thing about 2000. Lame. What a bunch of weirdos. Um, all right, do you want to hear your next one? Me? Yeah. Yes. Gregor? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, this is um, uh, the Jimmy Eat World. Um, uh, uh, the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yes. Uh, From Bleed American? Yeah. This song, you this, look not proud of this. Well, this yeah, song, you look confused by it. No, no, but. it's just this. It's this. Unlike the other three, this, this, both this band, this band means nothing to me. 
and uh, and they mean nothing to me. You hear that, Jimmy? They're dead to me. Uh, it was something. <laughs> there was something about this song that, like, because my my group of friends were first of all real music snobs. Whatever that meant, they just had these strict standards of like, this is cool, this isn't cool. Well, this is when you're developing all of your opinions, yes, so they exactly. have to be super hard. Right, exactly. And yeah. so, like, so we had these very strict rules of what were the cool bands and then what were lame pop bands. Mm-hmm. And um, and this song was a pop song that somehow gr- was granted access to our cool side. And I cannot tell you this. When I think about driving around senior year of high school, I think about this song literally being on loop where we would like put this just on repeat over and over. We would drive like maniacs just through the streets. We knew the streets. You know when you're in suburbs, you know the streets so well mm-hmm. that like you just, you cease obeying traffic laws. You're mostly driving at like two, three, four in the morning when no one's even up. So like you just like, you never, you're just racing around these towns mm-hmm. like an asshole. and you're just this, fueled on cheese fries and yeah, bad weed. That's exactly it, yeah. And you're just like, you're just like, we got it. We're going from one diner to another diner. Um, and, and I just remember this song being so central to just the literal act of driving uh and and i and i yeah. know nothing about this band this is what it was written for too though yeah. this is about like teen angst and yeah like it, it, and also i think it got i was telling you this like jimmy world was a hardcore more of a hardcore band in arizona oh to, 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 the, my understanding was before bleed american came out mm-hmm. so they did they had like street cred and this was like their pop album so maybe they kind of snuck in because it was like it also did. It does rise above just a, a pop song. This wasn't just no, it's an a good, it's a an good Eve one. Six song. Like, yeah, this yeah. is like a, a really good, well constructed kind of. He- it gets heavy sometimes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel false. It's a really good one. But I. But I. But as far as the band goes, and they're you know nothing. I know about nothing about them. Yeah, it's about them. Okay. it's about it's about you. It's about the songs. No. I know this was definitely an, this was definitely an anthem. So and yeah. you were you were a suburban kid. I was a suburban was kid. This Long Island. This is Long Island. And I mm-hmm. like and I the thing I like very I just very actively associate this song with like the uh, the the actual like really late night stupid mm-hmm. high school shenanigans kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like let's just break into Lehrman's backyard. Like our, our friend who's not here. Yeah. We'll scare him. We'll wake him up. And we'll just scare him. And like, and shit like that. We, we thought we discovered like an alien landing strip. <laughs> oh yeah. You know that high school stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. not think you were going there. Nope. <laughs> we like convinced ourselves uh, that the local power plant was actually like, one of my friends got abducted. <laughs> <laughs> he was missing for three weeks, but you know, it's just like suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyway, he yeah. died. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys, kind of we had a plutonium. We had a um, we had a Bloody Mary house. Oh, have, so it was this, and this, and this is horrifying. Ooh. it was horrifying. We call, and we we call it the. Or it was a uh, it was a uh, Mary Hatchet was what what ours was. Oh. Yeah, and uh, same rules though. Right? Yeah, all the same sort of stuff. And there was a house, and this is so fucking scary. I went back recently trying to find it, and I found it. There's a plot in this in the in my neighborhood, in like the ritziest part of the neighborhood, where the houses are enormous, the land is very expensive, and there's one plot where. It, that it was built basically in a swamp and the house sunk into the ground. What? That is the legitimately whole scary. The house? There's just like a roof. No. Are you serious? Fucking horrifying. No. And it's overgrown and it's basically a forest and it's one plot that is just not touched. That is so spooky. So that spooky. is legitimately it's spooky. legitimately spooky. That's scary. And it's you not on the maps something. either. That's the crazy thing. You have to shoot something there. Yeah, I know. And so it's, uh, and so and this was like <laughs> Doug is instantly against I being know. anywhere close to it. <laughs> yeah. at all. I'll be um, I'll, I'll I'll be remote. You'll let me know. How it goes. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and we would, and this was like, and it was like the. 
the thing we would like dare ourselves to do. It was sure. like, we're going to walk around mm-hmm. the Mary Hatchet property tonight. And so first of all, it was hard. You have to go find it because you couldn't, there, you couldn't get it on a map. You have to like, it was very much in the back of like the ritziest, windiest neighborhood. So are these groups that you're hanging out with, are these all boys? We got girls in the group too? Um, this is... Because that all sounds sexy I, as honestly, hell. I, I, you're, you're kidding, but like, I just felt... I'm not totally I, I, kidding. I honestly just like, felt like and the the oncoming of a teenager's erection being like we're going to see this house that sunk and Kathy's here exactly (laughs) and there'll probably be there'll probably be two minutes where we're alone I've talked about this on the podcast before but I think like when you're a teen or when I was a teenager like sex and scary stuff very much oh yeah yeah. all affected the loins yeah it was all like oh my god my buddy I can feel all the parts of it what is this thing I'm feeling and now I'm gonna throw up they were this I cannot this was it was so intertwined in like my in my personal high school life because like you also can't hook up at home because mm-hmm. your parents are there. So you have to go so to graveyards. You have to drive to weird remote places. So like your whole sex life was in your car, in right? my car, and in abandoned houses. Abandoned, abandoned houses. houses? Uh, not, Did you grow up in Eight Mile? Well, like I grew up in. I grew up in. <laughs> not abandoned is the wrong word. In, in, wait, wait, in like in, empty, in, in renovated uh, or under construction houses. Okay. Yeah. And so like that's more like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. we're flipping this one. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I like walking around apartments that are for rent that are like they leave the yeah. doors unlocked. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm if there's one near me, I'm like me? go into it. I go into yeah. it. And I rub one out. <laughs> no, just being like, oh look, this is what this apartment is. Oh look how big yeah, the closets oh, are. Whatever. Yeah. Did you just have sex on like plywood? Um, like, there's no... either we'd have either we like have sex. uninstalled toilets. Yeah, like sex this is standing up. Um, okay. And, you can do that. Um, and you that's, that's where you're supposed to do it. Oh God, Doug! What do you do? Oh, I've been only doing it upside down. I'm only doing it on my head. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> With a noose around my neck. Yeah. Wait, hold on. But, uh, so it was the the we some sometimes we do the the planning of have a blanket or something, but like uh, but more often it was it was either standing up or it was driving your car basically to the back of the house, right? The back of the property and just, just like a place to park, just a place to park. Um, but it was always and then you about- dance in the moonlight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, we'd uh... you howl when you come <laughs> instantly yeah. because yeah. everybody came yeah. instantly. Yeah. Then it wasn't just you. <laughs> Definitely not my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was just. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what it was. It was just. Oh, we were always trespassing. Like trespassing was like our favorite thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. We we snuck into strangers' pool. Not strange. We snuck into. We like would know who in school. Like we'd hear like, oh, that person went away. So you go on vacation. Their, you'd skate their pool. Yeah, we'd go fuck at their fucking their pool. <laughs> oh, skate too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is Tony Peralta right here. This guy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was great. Uh, wow, I, I did not trespass in high school. <laughs> Where? Uh, yeah. So. Were you a suburban kid yeah. also? Yeah, yeah. Where I was a good you? kid. I was out? a good, cool kid. So, like, <laughs> did we Pennsylvania? Where were I you? I was. Uh, I was in the suburbs of uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember. You remember. Sim- what a good similar friend. to what, <laughs> to to where Gregor grew up, a very like suburbia, you know, upper middle class, upper class. But uh, I did not like breaking the rules. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. let's play your next song. Okay, let's play it. To soundtrack your oh, memories. God. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you were a rule breaker. (laughs) I didn't have time to break into backyards because I was getting high on dance. You were too busy being the perfect boy to every (laughs) 13-year-old. What an asshole. 
so... <laughs> First of all, this song's like, fucking amazing. It's, it's great. And can I just also say, but like... Like, we don't I, all still listen to this. Yeah, it, it, I, I do. Oh, I if mean, this came no, on the radio, you'd turn the radio? I'm, I still you, have that. You wouldn't still, be like, what a treat. It's too, it's too much. Still, it's too much for me. Your face is getting red, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you're, so, like, you're judging yourself? That's what... Yeah, I guess so. But I still... This is the best part. Is like, I've known Doug now basically since immediately after 2000. Yeah. And, and without fail, in the... Decade plus that like that uh, we've been I don't friends. Know what's happening. When whenever this song, not even just comes on, but when the subject of this song comes up, Doug breaks into the dance like yeah. full choreo. Um, yeah, this was. Uh, I was. I loved boy bands. This was part of TRL. I could probably name all the Backstreet Boys and the In Sync and yeah, half of Ninety Eight Degrees. Go like, for I it. just half of Ninety Eight Degrees isn't that one and a half people. Well, there's the two Lachey brothers, so that's half. And then there was a guy named Jeff Timmons, I think. Oh, so you can name all and of then there was, degrees. Then there, no, there's a fourth who was there like what? literally the ugliest member of all. Of all, He just like, I'm sorry. So but we he, just never saw him? No, yeah. He was like, he <laughs> already like that one he already started off bald and it was like, it was very Oof. unfortunate. He was like, Joey Fatone made him, like was handsome compared Oof. to him. Um, we, had a, we had a battle on Drop the Mic between uh, Joey Fatone and Joey McIntyre. Oh. And, oh yeah, Bye 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 gets used. A lot. Uh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> who was who? I mean, you're both writing for both of yeah, them. Yeah, I know. So like, who, who was a better won? personality? Yeah, you well, won. They Eliza won. They haven't put. Oh, it hasn't aired okay. yet, uh-huh. so I can't tell you. That's the best part. And also, I don't remember. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. So I lo- I loved I I I ironically loved it, and unironically, it was like these are great pop songs. Uh, so in front of friends, my friends did not listen to this. So I'd be like, isn't this so silly how I know the dances to this? So, aren't I being a silly Doug right now? And then it would <laughs> silly be, Doug. Uh, so yeah, uh, maybe I added myself that by saying that. Uh, I'm just a silly little Doug boy. And I also just remember being like, is is Justin gonna leave? It, it, you know, like and really, and is, you saw that coming. And is JC gonna have a solo career? Is he good enough to do did it on JC, his own? JC didn't do it on his own. No, and I just saw JC. He did. He came out with an album, and they they really tried. They came out with a couple albums, trying to make it happen. And Nicole and I just saw him at uh, Ralph's. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, he was bagging. No, he was at uh, was it Northern State? Is that the taco place? Oh, home state. Uh, home state. Home state. So, so oh, we no, right. I wasn't. I was, oh, okay. Yeah. This was that type of story. <laughs> and we, Nicole and I, no, my wife performing. and I, both freaked out. We were like, is that? And Nicole's like, yes, it is. Stop freaking out. Doug was quietly doing the dance. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was... I, I just feel like I've always rooted for JC Shots. Hey, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like, I just, I always want the second most popular because I always felt bad. Like the, the guy just left. Yeah. But Tim, I also love, but also he, he, I also love Timberlake and I love the first two Timberlake. And records. it's not like he, he left and they all had to go live in a parking lot. No, I know. And like, if, if they should have managed their money. Well, they, well, had, and they, they had to their, go live with Perlman again. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. They moved back in with him oh. to jail. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> um, no, they like, they all went off. Yeah, no, no, he no. was a judge on some dance show. Yeah. No, they, yeah. They keep trying to make JC. The tone was, a. Fatone you know, does. He, Fatone he, does he like he'll show up on Vegas in Vegas shows sometimes. Mm-hmm. Fatone, I dig because Fatone is just like shop of horrors on I'll Broadway. do whatever. He's like, yeah, pitch me. I think he just tells his agent, he's like, yeah, I'm available. He was a delight to work with. He seems like a delight. I actually like Fatone. Chris Great, Patrick, my big fat Greek wedding. He, I mm-hmm. was real. I just saw yeah. that for the first time, and he was wonderful. He came in and was like, "What do you want me to say? Okay, yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean?" All right, I'm doing it. <laughs> also, his name is Joey Fat, fat one. one. I know it's like so ridiculous, and he was, the and it's fat all one. everybody wants to say it's all the wild. time. It's crazy. <laughs> like imagine. Oh, and he was in a band. Um, he was in a band with, the, with where the, they put other. No, the guy from um, um, Audio Desposito. Slave? 
the Despacito. Oh, I, I don't know him, they but were, I know you. Yeah, they were in a band together before. before oh, 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 before. I think, I think they were called Big Guys. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. The Bears. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm super into, I, I love boy bands. Even now, like, I've, like, followed the One Direction thing. Hmm. Like, I just always, like, made myself aware of it. <laughs> um, the, the One Direction thing? Yeah, just, like, of, like just being like, well, what's going on with them? Oh, they're going to break up. Uh, yeah. And who do I like the most? And, like, yeah. <laughs> really? Who, who's the Timberlake? Well, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's, Harry. It's it's a hard. This no, is a Harry's hard, the Timberlake, but everybody's got something going on. But okay, well, yeah, oh, gosh, obviously, okay, obviously Harry is the Tim. But but what's his name? Who left early is really good, and um, that song is good. That uh, um, my, uh, what's his name? He's so good looking. They're all good looking. Yeah, they're all not uh, the one who looks like a cat. That's, the one who's with Gigi Hadid. Uh, one of the Hadids. Uh, Hadids. Uh, uh, he has that song, "Sexual Light." Napalms or sexual? Uh, fuck. All right, let's see. Uh, it's not Neal. Liam. No, Liam. Liam. Payne? It's it's this guy, that guy. Oh yes, Zane. Zane. Yes, Zane he did is leave first. He left first. He is very good. Nice. Obviously, obviously, guys. obviously, Harry has the most star quality. He looks like a better looking Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. He, ha- but I don't know. But in terms of musical talent, it might be Zane or it might be. The the kid, uh, uh, the blonde kid who's Niall? yeah, who is seems like a nerd, but seems like he might actually know how to, to play music. I did a uh, I did a parody song with him. Um, <laughs> Tell me everything. We did a parody to Genuine's Pony. Oh, what was the parody? That's an impossible uh, it was song called to parody. Candy. It was for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, Great. Like it. I like it's candy. hard to find because I believe someone got sued over it. Oh. Mm. Although it was a parody. Did song. you work with him? I worked with him. He was very nice. What was weird was he did, couldn't come in to record the track before we shot the video, mm-hmm. so I had to. So I have all these clips of him lip syncing my voice, <laughs> which was oh very God. weird. That is incredible. And then weird. he had to come in afterwards and try to sing it the way that I had, or like with my timing. Can we hear some lyrics? Um, I'm just a Batman <laughs> <laughs> looking for looking for a partner. It wasn't a partner. <laughs> Um, so, candy? Uh, oh, oh, I'm just a Batman looking for some pop rocks, <laughs> something sweet. Yeah, something like that. You have um, a fucking knack for it. You yeah. It's it's a disturbing thing. It's, I, it's a sickness. It's great. Like I mean, people, I, I'll hear a phrase and just instantly be like, mm, yeah. Like, mm. I did a podcast recently um, about people about ghosts and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes they're they're um, enemies, and sometimes they're friends. And I'm like, oh yeah, like. Call your ghost friend. <laughs> Tell her all your things. I'm like, I can't help it. I have to it's sing it. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, I have to get this out of me. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it is true. Um, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Um, anyway, that's my boy band. So bye-bye-bye. Part bye. of my, part well, of my sp- life. Well, speaking of um, the pretty boys of 2000, mm-hmm. my next song. You guys know I'm a cool person, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm like I'm a cool person. You're, you're, I, I like cool things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I actually wouldn't. You like describe a you as, colorful animal. I wouldn't describe jewelry. you as cool. I would describe you as. Yeah. <laughs> I asked the wrong people. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, oh God. I think you're this cool is, in that you do your own thing. Okay. This is the. <laughs> but you're not. Remember, we cool. were. I mean, we we're basically children at this point. You know, yeah, yeah, learning yeah. about the and we don't know who people are going to turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is oh, it? A, is it Woody Allen's jazz album? <laughs> It's Bill Cosby's rap album. And women listening to this, don't you lie and say you don't understand this choice. It's Comfortable by John Mayer. Oh, Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Mm -hmm. 
I don't stand by this song. <laughs> you don't stand by it. I don't remember. I got to hear a little it's, more. If of this you one. listened, I, li- I had to listen to it for this because I was like, I did listen to this all the time. I yeah. had like bootlegs that people would pass around oh, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I thought this song was so romantic. I just remember oh. that. And it is sex coming out of his voice. Right? And it is such toxic masculinity. <laughs> really? Yeah. His voice sounds like Conolingus. And roll down. So they're having like a cute day at the you supermarket. She's in the cart. And they're just, they're goofing. Ugh, but there's like a part, um, can't remember. Uh, there, There's like this, he talks about how like all his friend. he's seeing this new girl and his friends all like her. And like, she's fun to like fuck around with her or whatever. But like, she's dumb. And you could distinguish Miles from Coltrane. And that song, that line now, I'm like, fuck you. The other one I would put my dick in, but you I give my dick to forever. Yeah, and that like taste. White jazz taste is the the, the worst trope in the world now. But also the like taste testing Mm. is so obnoxious. That like you like the right stuff, so like you're cool. Like what about this other girl that you're dating now? Like (laughs) That all your friends like and probably pretty nice. And she seems nice and is nice to you. Like you're gross. You're a bad guy. Yeah, no. She's cool and all, but like, yeah. Honestly, it's just all no doubt. You should see her iPad playlist. But the song, the the line that that really did it for me back then was, um, uh, no makeup, gray sweatpants, no gray sweatpants, no makeup, so perfect, something like that. That to be loved in your sweatpants. Yeah, he was speaking to you. Yeah, Yeah. and you do know the difference between Coltrane and. Whoever no, the other guy was. no. <laughs> um, train. But I also like, but yeah, like when I was tw- 20 year olds look amazing constantly <coughs> oh, in everything. Yeah, exactly. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he's still fucking them. Yeah, whoa, it's true. Yeah. I can't. Oh, I'll tell you off mic. Yeah. Um, oh, because he's now very much in the comedy world, like this. I know. He's touring oh. with Dave Chappelle. What? Ew. Oh, Oh, I remember that when the first rumor of him doing like a stand-up set came out, and it was that was a while ago. Too. I know it was long, but I remember like everyone being like, "Ugh, loser, it's gonna suck." And now, oh, I, I remember hurts. seeing a tweet of his a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "That is a fucking funny observation." And I was, I, uh. I, 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 it was, it really was. I was like, "This, I don't know who wrote it, if he wrote it, but it was a good joke. It was good." And I did not want to like it. God damn, do I not want to like hey, it. Hey, man, I put this song on a playlist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get public. it. I understand. I mean, John Mayer has lasted far longer than I ever could have imagined. He is here. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure when he was in high school, he was just like you also. <laughs> you mean nice? I mean, not Listen. lasting very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> but he definitely didn't admit it. He was like, no, nah, I went on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She totally loves it. She's really into big brimmed hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, she likes it when the Oakleys are on behind your neck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she likes to, when I, what she's really into is guys who go to parties and bring their guitars with them. <laughs> Everyone thinks that's cool. You know he's that kind of guy. Oh, I Can I tell you an embarrassing fact about yeah. John Mayer is that he did a, he did a cover of uh, I think Kid A or Everything in Rice Place from, from Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. Very cool of him. Very, and and I became obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And this was like this was probably my maybe whatever my I got soph- one year. sophomore year of college. And I was like it was my first film class, and so we had to make like we had to make <sighs> short films. It was my you first. Did. Literally, I think this is like 
and I made the most, and I had just been dumped my, my, my girlfriend, and I was so heartbroken, and I have the most embarrassing um, short film about, about basically a guy being dumped and crying just endlessly um, <laughs> set to this song starring me. I'm, I'm the guy that's crying. How did, how did you get there emotionally? <laughs> it was so, it's so, it's one of the most painful oh, things I, I see that. could ever watch. And it's like just set to this John Mayer song. Where I was just uh, like, I love, I our love emotions Radiohead. were so important back then. They were so important. I know. I know. Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have been lying if I hadn't. No, I appreciate that. that. You know. That is, the, and the, that's that's yeah. why we uh, that's why we mock our younger selves mm-hmm. uh, because they're mockable. But they were very real feelings back then. Oh, yeah. they, they, so it's well, you're in, learning them. Yeah, and you and you don't know how to modulate them, so it's all like no feeling, big feeling. Yeah, no feeling, big <laughs> all the feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna die if I don't kiss you or go see this movie. <laughs> Those are the two things that I have to do. <laughs> Everything else is death. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, John Mayer. Yeah, oh, awesome. You get a pick now. It's this oh, is your last pick. All right, great. I think I know what's left. You really each time something comes on, it's like is it? I because I know I, 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 I picked. <laughs> I picked. I had like a dozen songs, oh, you know, and then I like narrowed it, down. narrowed it down. But I did that very fast. Mm. So it's a surprise. Yeah. Oh, this is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, I love this song. Uh, I mean, this is uh, Pearl Jam, uh, "Given a Fly." Which was their uh, their fourth album, Yield, uh, and uh, and and I I just love this album. Still, I kind of do it. I think it does hold up. But it was like their first album that didn't it didn't like blow up. Mm-hmm. Their their first three albums were so fucking big. Um, and um, do they stop making videos at this point? They, they had oh they had long it? ago something. I mean, they didn't make a video for um, the so, the the album After before two. that for for Vitalogy, and yeah. then. And yeah, then, they stopped making videos and just started fighting Telecharge, right? Uh, Ticketmaster. Uh, Ticketmaster, yeah, they were deep in that. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah. You know, and it's funny. I, Rachel just went on tour with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and literally all the same problems that Pearl Jam was bitching about, she was like, oh, all oh, these are real issues. Now um, she has something to talk to Eddie Vedder about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, what were the, I, I, I well, saw her say that like they all got sold out by um, scalpers. Like, yeah, basically like you, you have... Or third party Right, exactly, that, you're, that you have no control and that, the, that all these tickets don't go to fans, basically. They go to, they go to scalpers who... They get bought up and then they triple, quadruple the price. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and Ticketmaster <clears throat> takes like no responsibility over it. So... Um, that was, that was their biggest issue back then, but they were also like fighting, especially at the time, like the beginning of all these exorbitant surcharges and anyway, um, whatever, super unimportant now, but, um, but but, very important then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but man, I mean, I, I am still one of those people that's like kind of obsessed with Pearl Jam in a way really? that I, it's, it's so, it's, you didn't know that? No. It's oh, like yeah. one of those things that like, I, I don't like, I try, I try not to telegraph it cause it's like a silly thing, but like, but there's this, there is this like brotherhood of, and sisterhood of <laughs> Pearl Jam fans, uh, who are, they've become, they've become a weird sort of like rock grateful dead. Mm-hmm. They are, they're, they're primarily like this live touring band and they're unbelievable as a live band. And, um, 
and the and so the the fan base is just so engaged and passionate like I, I've probably seen them 20 times and I'm and that's low mm-hmm. um, and they played actual different set lists which makes yeah, them they like never, dead where it's not right. like they just play their hits they're like they play what they want right. to play they never play like, exactly they never play the yeah. same song two nights in a they row are they're amazing like, live they're so good and you know and they are and they have this great they're they, they are probably the band the band that like most opened my taste up to other things where it's like every every band that they covered I became obsessed with every band that they said was an influence I became obsessed with so like they ultimately like filled out my entire kind of like catalog of of music tastes from from listening to them and this album I was just and and my clothes my best friends at the, at the time were were also equally like enormous Pearl Jam fans still to this day like we we go I think I'm gonna go to Seattle for one of their shows wow. this year um and like that's home base right mm-hmm. that's their yeah exactly I'm like oh, I've never seen them in Seattle that's gonna be great yeah. um and uh and you know and like Eddie Vedder is so, is so like embarrassing with his like politics sometimes uh but like there's so many things about them that like i that don't hold up their latest albums are 98 percent trash but like they but they are just a fucking i thought that avocado album was pretty good there's a couple goods every basically for the last like four albums they've had maybe one maybe two songs that were good and then the rest of the albums are uh, songs are bad Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't know what happened it's weird when that happens yeah Yeah. i haven't really kept up with that's that's exactly it and most people most people like that (laughs) it's such a funny thing because like most people like look and they're like oh they were this big band and they sort of like eased into irrelevance Mm -hmm. but for whatever group of people but it's a big group it's of people. Huge, that's what man. that's what they it is. They sell out stadiums. They oh, sell out uh, arenas, though. Oh, they're still selling out arenas. I, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, but if, if there's this weird hard wall with them, where it's just like that that consciousness is totally separated from. It's like the people who stayed engaged with them are are lifelong diehard fans, and then then everyone else could truly give a shit. I think that happens with a lot of. I think there's like a lot of bands that are even more. Not obscure, but like you wouldn't think of that. Like like the yeah. bands that have tw- my, my uh, last have, band will be that. <laughs> the, yeah. the bands that yeah. have um cruises. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. That's like, yeah. Who uh Um Hanson apparently is a big like oh, Wow. But like Chili Chris Peppers Gether. Chili Peppers being like a being like the other side of it, which is like Chili Peppers is still part of the culture and like you might not like their stuff or anything, but like well, are you a nostalgia act, I mean, or not? You're like, not you right. don't expect to see them at the state fair. Yes. No, no. They're they're still uh, but that's the thing Pearl, I mean Pearl Jam is still fully playing the biggest arenas, yeah. selling them out, um but they're just not they're just not in the public consciousness in It's kind of a cool way to be a, a an artist. Like yeah. it, it's a nice reminder that like you can be you don't have to be people someone that's like on in us weekly yeah. to be mm-hmm. a working creative who's yeah. but like I very do successful. wonder how much it, it feels satisfying to be like look no matter what we do we're going to fill these arenas up and like a lot of times you make those new albums because you need I've learned from our friend Noah that like you need albums to tour on right. you can't just tour all the right. time you have mm-hmm. to like be like we're touring to promote I don't this know. it depends on like I was just talking about um, Fish the other day which I don't understand can't relate to Aristotle's already had to listen to me but like they can do a, a well a, a Fish is pretty tour just is, like is hey we're gonna singular. do it, it t- and Fish is, everybody's fish gonna is come a beast out. unto yeah. itself 
for sure. But, but I, yeah, I do. I think that a lot of the people who are going to these type of shows aren't mm-hmm. like, I need to hear this new album. They're I, like, I don't think any, I don't think any, that's what I'm saying. I don't think anyone needs to hear the new yeah. albums. And Dan is a huge Pearl Jam fan. So I'm wondering how much that relates back to like, what are we doing? Like we're playing that we have more money than we can ever spend. Yeah. But playing live must be, fun. I'm just wondering if it is artistically um, satisfying. satisfying or is it just like, are we, are we trapped in this? Are we trapped in this? Are, I, I, see, like that's the thing. Is like I, I don't think like, they are. I, I think, think like, I think they love it. Your next band, I think, might be. I don't but, know, <laughs> but I do think I do think um, this. I do think Pearl Jam, frankly, is is richer than God. They have they've they've done nothing but like, aside from their enormous career to start, that you know they press every single one of their live shows into a CD and to an album you can no, buy. No, they care. They, f- and they so care like, about it. Wow. Sure. So they, I mean, so their, their literal like amount of album sales is unprecedented. They basically have taken the bootleg business that was like thriving and turned it into their own money. Huh. And so they, well, why not? Yeah, exactly. And so they, they're, you know, and so like people, you know, have these albums like, these like oh have you heard like Seattle two in two thousand and six that's it's, one of the best they are it's fish. like dead it's yeah, like dead exactly. fish. they they they're smart they took yeah, that exactly um, yeah. and that's because each each concert is genuinely different so how much of your movie was written while high on Pearl Jam oh that's a great um question. I mean I, that, like Pearl Jam's I'm, it's just in your veins bro it's just in my blood <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no I I don't I don't know I have no like insight into Pearl Jam they're they're just like they were just like really important to me, and and so they, that's just as much like a central piece of like my emotional personality from Sometimes from that it's time. just inertia too. The fact yeah. that all your friends to listen, it is yeah. something that binds you together. Are yeah. we gonna go to say, Seattle together? Yeah. I have what a, a beautiful who, way to stay like friends yeah. with people and see mm-hmm. share things like that. I have a friend who goes to Boston for I think Christmas or New Year's every year to see the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Yeah, great. Like I that sounds fun to me. Yeah. Friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. sounds dangerous to me. Like, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it sounds fun to me in that I, I hate Boston and I hate the mighty mighty Boston. <laughs> but I can see if you like, if you're if the um, gang's getting together, right. yeah. If the gang's getting together and you're a terrible person, that might be great. <laughs> yeah, no. that's that's actually the biggest. I mean, like, I still fucking love the live shows, but like, I I actually rarely put put them on anymore. Like Rachel, uh, my wife tried to basically asked me like so what, just can you make make me a playlist of 12 Pearl Jam songs so that I can understand that's nice like why yeah, you feel cute. this way it's what you, you gotta do that in relationships yeah cause walk she was, somebody cause through she your just musical like, taste like what, like what like what is it about this band that like is so important to you like cause you know I should hear a song I'm like I don't get it yeah um, and, and I did I put together like alright these are the 12 songs that I think like are both super important to me but also like I think are accessible enough that you'll that like someone might actually enjoy them like on first listen and so and, was it all Jeremy it was just mm-hmm. like yeah, it was a dozen Jeremys, but different, just <laughs> different versions. Oh, I got the, okay. I got the John okay. Mayer Jeremy, uh-huh. uh, the Florida two thousand eight, yeah, exactly, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, but even that was like disappointing because it was just because because ultimately I think the the thing that I really feel is like I it is just this sort of like foundational thing with my friends where like my friends since I'm twelve and through high school like this is just like yeah it's like one of the things that it's like it, I'm. I'm not a, I'm not like a huge sports fan, but like it's the same thing as being, it's like, sense, being it's a Knicks fan. It's also sense memory too. It's yeah. like I remember like being with my friends and yeah. like smoking pot or being in a diner and hearing this song. Like it's you can't give that yeah. to someone. There's you, you can't. Yeah. You just have to be like, hey Rachel, you're not gonna get a bib. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're gonna, gonna have get to go it. back yeah. and live your life totally differently. Yeah. If Can you I, want to take a time machine, I guess. This is this is this will give you a sense of how obsessed we were with them. We became my friends when we, we were a little younger than high school. We were like. 13 but we became uh convinced and obsessed 
uh, we had, we'd all just heard all the, um, the, uh, the Paul is dead stuff from mm-hmm. the Beatles. And so we became somehow Did you like, come up with your own Paul is we dead? came up with our own Paul is dead and somehow convinced ourselves that we weren't just like copying it, that this was true. And, uh, and so we, my friend somehow like rejiggered, a. A tape deck to play backwards. What? And so, excuse me. I went to very smart, nerdy Jews. Wow. Um, And and so we like started like basically listening for like backwards messages in Pearl Jam, and we convinced we're trying to get satanic messages. I know we're trying our hardest, and then so we we created this uh, this story that this guy Lance Mercer, who was the was Pearl Jam's uh, like official tour photographer, was actually Eddie Vedder. Who like because we because there was a lyric this is like more more like the Avril Lavigne sort of thing. Oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, and then but recently one of my one of my friends who was in this group like met Lance Mercer, and like and he and I and I was like, did you? Did, did you, you wink and say what's up, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Did you <laughs> did you tell? Did you tell? And he was like, no, I did. I didn't know how I would even begin to broach that that <sighs> that conversation. Now oh that's my. the only conversation I want to have with any famous person I meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know my friends, and I think that you're replaced. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, why don't we uh, round this podcast out, this playlist out? Yeah, if you guys out. are still with us, thanks for hanging mm-hmm. around. With uh, yeah, this is Doug's final. This choice. is um, it was hard to choose between bands that meant a lot to me. You know, and I still this band still means something to me. This is Guster. Um. Uh, and the song is called I Spy. Uh, I loved Guster immediately when I heard them. Uh, these are bongos. Um, they, they had two guitarists and a bongo player. Uh, they went to Tufts University. Everyone knows that. Um, and uh, I was like, I felt like I was in on something. I was in a Guster rep where I would sell CDs for them. Uh, I would never have known about Guster if I had never known you. Really? Yeah, for sure. That's like one of the tentpole first things I learned about you. <laughs> First of all, I stand by the fact that I think they write beautiful songs and their voices are beautiful. Um, and this was a song I had broken up with my high school girlfriend. She went to college. I was still in high school. I listened to this song so emotionally in my car. I cried. I sang it. I cried more. I was angry. I was. I felt everything. And this was the song that was like the most adolescent heartbreak song ever. The song was like... I got it, Doug. Yeah. I get what you're going through. But it also like allowed me to like, you don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get it. I was, uh, and I, and it still brings that back to me. And strangely full circle enough, uh, one of my really good friends now manages Guster and, uh, the drummer, Brian Rosenworcel came onto my podcast and he's a fucking delight. Wow. And he's hilarious. It's a and, good shit story. And has a great shit story <laughs> uh, if you want to hear Duty Calls. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there, and there, and I've gotten a chance to actually, and my friend Noah, like when we met, we didn't realize this, but he was a rep too. And now he's, he manages them. He also manages Father John Misty. And he's like, this what is what he does. What does it mean to be now. a rep? Like street team? Uh, it's street team, basically. So they would send you CDs um, and then you would sell them on their behalf. and On the street? No, I mean to your friends. So it was like a word, word of like it would be dealer. like it basically, oh, yeah, yeah. You're trying to Guster. get people hooked on Guster, <laughs> but you're basically trying to tell your friends about it. Uh-huh, like, oh, you should uh-huh. hear this band. Um, Do you have uh, to pay for them if you don't sell them? Is it a no? They scheme? just send it to it, and I and they ended up losing on me because I didn't do it. But <laughs> I, I had all the I had all the right intention. Yeah, I just took them all out of the CD case and just <laughs> and just tried to stick my penis through as many of the CD holes as possible. Better roses. Yeah, but to me, Guster like is. 
very much falls in line with, I, th- I actually think they're better, but the Dave Matthews of the world, like I love Dave Matthews and I, it's become so uncool because they have such douchey fans or whatever, but like, I can't, I, so many people definitely are pretending that they didn't love Dave Matthews. I will not do that. Mm-hmm. He meant a lot to me. He was some of the first concerts I went to. Uh, those are songs that to me don't hold up anymore, mm-hmm. but I did like them and it's not his fault that everyone was drenched in cool water and, and, you know, and, and very rapey, you know, like, uh, you know, chin straps, straps. chin straps, uh, hemp necklaces. Did he ever do stand up? No, No. but he tried to act a little bit and he was in like Mr. Deeds, I think. And, uh, and I mean, isn't, um, isn't the crowd work in between, uh, or the, the, like, (laughs) when you talk in between songs, that's the worst stand up in the world. Well, that's supposedly there are stand ups that started that that way. Well, I, I saw Billy Joel at the Hollywood Bowl and I am 100% positive he had material written because oh, it was Lionel Richie too so Lionel good Richie was like he tight, was, tight, tight, tight. it was tight in between songs he just destroyed he slayed the, the comedy was almost better than the song I was like oh you are fucking firing and I was just a like, great show it was awesome and I, I just I just kind of like imagine like Patton Oswalt being like in the back being like I told you Billy mm-hmm. <laughs> or like I'm moving in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway that's Guster and they and like so they're a band that still tours and they mean something to people like and they'll and they'll still go and sell out 2500 seats mm-hmm. like around the country and it, same sort of thing you know so it's just on a smaller level but like it's it's amazing too and like i i don't know how they feel about it i think it's a a double edged sword because it, it, it's the people who go see it like it it's the best like day of their month like they're going to see guster like these songs and yeah. when i see when i get to see guster in la like i'm fucking psyched mm-hmm. like Have they taking uh, Nicole? Yeah, yeah. How, how's it go with that? She lo- she thinks it's funny. She <laughs> she likes it. I mean, they they have beautiful voices and they, they do. Can they're, sing. they're pretty. Yeah, and they put to, on I mean, fun something songs. Something that means that much to you, your partner can't. Shit like they on have it. to get into it to yeah, a degree. Yeah. They can yeah. they can have their own like sidecar relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she also likes. But they it, can't I mean, be yeah. like I hate it. like other bands. Bands that you're like I'm so so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That but, no, it, but it, it wouldn't you have work. you guys have deep heart connections. She, some, she, some she, she loves how much I love it, and she loves the fact that like how weird it is that like we're friends now with someone who's like like Incredible with them all the time, yeah. and like it's it's just weird. Um, so I love Guster, and they very much were my teens in a huge way. When you guys were writing your movie, were you uh, revisiting your high school selves or your twenty selves who would have gone back to your high school time more? Because um, that's what it is, right? Question. Yeah. I mean, like specifically on the music front, we really, really revisited high school. Like we there was we wrote into the movie uh, a whole driving scene with to, to Biggie. Um, which we couldn't afford which you couldn't afford uh, <laughs> and then the entirety of the editing we wanted just a placeholder song to like get the emotion of that stuff so we ended up with chili peppers but and the and the, and this to the, the one of the characters uh Rachel Rachel Bloom's character was uh very specifically like mid Chili Peppers tattoo removal. <laughs> that was like, we wrote her that. that she was as like, soon as you brought yeah. up Chili Peppers, all yeah. I could think was Chili Peppers tattoos. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like exactly. you buy like two CDs and you get a you get yeah. a free yeah. tattoo somewhere. Yeah, yes. you have to. That, that was that was what we wanted to be. Was that it's like as a signifier like, that like she where was, she is in her life. Where she is in her life is like in the process of getting part of her youth of removed. Like taking putting that. Was it a tribal armband? It was. It was the, uh, no. It's the, the it's the symbol. It's the um. Okay. 
the whatever whatever it is. the the sort it's of the symbol the, the Anthony Kiedis's face. Yeah, it's Anthony Kiedis's face and, and, and Flea's dick in a sock. And Flea's, yeah, <laughs> sock dick. And uh, Will Ferrell's God. face, who looks yeah. like Chad Smith. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it was that, and also, but I think something that drew us to this movie not to sound like fucking stick my nose up, but like is the feeling of going home and going to your old room and like going through your old stuff is is. Uh, uh, and and being around your old things and being like, is well, this was me and how have I changed? And sleeping in your old bed yeah. as a, as an adult or what is a fucking adult? And have I also the realization that that time isn't a place that you can go back and visit? Yeah, yeah. like you go yeah. home thinking you're visiting that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that time yeah. isn't there anymore. Right, exactly. And I think and, that's very shocking in your twenties. And, and that's really is what the the movie is yes, about. It's like that that place does not exist anymore. That has gone by, and it's well and good to look back and smile on it, but it's you cannot hold on to it um, because it's, it's yeah. a moment in time. That's like basically the entirety of our movie in a murder mystery. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, and when does it uh, come out again? Uh, and when, how be, do people get it? Um, available uh, on video on demand uh, on May 1st. Mm-hmm. So soon. So demand it from your video yeah. Yeah. on May 1st. Yeah. Um, so you, you get it on like iTunes and Amazon, stuff like that. And then. Um, and we'll be tweeting the hell out of it. Yeah. And annoying yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Gregor Corp. Uh, the evil corporation. <laughs> and okay. I'm at the Doug Mand, M-A-N-D. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And also I have a podcast called Duty Calls with Doug Mand. And Eliza has been on it. And mm-hmm. it's a fantastic story. Dan has been on it twice or and twice, maybe? what is it about? It is uh, only stories about pooping. <laughs> you, have to, you have to come on and tell a personal shit story, one or two. And we... It's, it's, a, it's trying to be about owning your shame and, not, mm-hmm. and, and laughing about it and, you know... I, I believe that pooping is the great vulnerability and pooping is the great equalizer. We all do it. And we've all been in situations that were less than ideal. Yeah. And, uh, I've had an, I do it with my good friend, Jack Dolgen, who's our good friend. Um, and it's, I'm blown away by the fact that we're still getting great guests and like <laughs> the people. It's still, very specific. It is the most specific but thing. But it's also something that people want to talk about, you know, as much as people don't want to talk about it, they really want to talk about it. The people, people who really don't want to, the people who don't want to talk about it really don't. And they, and, and they, then the people who do, it, 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 the floodgates open and they get very excited. They get, sometimes we get nervous people, but once it starts, it's like, yeah. it's just like, um, you know. Uh, it's very cathartic, I think, for people. I hope. Yeah, just um, let it all go. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so check out Duty Calls with Doug Mand if you want to. It's uh, it's free and it's it's fun. I think. Great. I think we made a a, a very real playlist. Yeah. Very good playlist. I'm happy yeah. I went with what I really felt. Yeah. N- yeah. You guys can skip my tracks if you want. No, uh, no not <laughs> skip any tracks. This is the full thing. <laughs> yeah. The, this is everything. It was a good year. Mm. All right. Thank, Thank you, you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess in the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by Cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.